Hey, what's up, everyone? You're listening to the True to Size podcast brought to you by Canada's Got Soul. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to True to Size. We are a weekly podcast centered around the wild world of sneakers. I will be your host today. My name is Lawrence Hopkins, and I'm joined by half of the rest of the quarantine at Canada Got Soul. Mr. Joel Hernandez could not be here today. Alvin Martinez. Yo. And we got a guest for the first time in a while. It's been a minute for this. And it's been a while since I've been able to write like a little poem for our guests. So I'm very excited for this. This man goes for more walks than a puppy and longer bike rides (laughs) than the Tour de France. Oh, and he's always doing it in a clean pair of sneakers and a crisp pair of palms. (laughs) (laughs) If you think you've got connections, I can guarantee you he's got the most. His mama call him Carlos, but that's too long. So we call him Los. Yes. (laughs) Los, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, that was amazing, Lawrence. Thank oh, you. Thank you very much. It took me <laughs> three hours to write it, so I hope it's good. <laughs> um, just so I can make sure I get this right, um, Los is formerly Livestock, formerly Take 5, right? Take 5 Trading, and currently owner of your own business, 8.5, correct? That's correct. correct. All the above. Beauty. Wow. Yeah. So Los has a very tenured history in this sort of sneaker streetwear all that game, probably more tenured than he'd care to admit um, on the podcast. Um, But uh, yeah, we're going to get into it a bunch with him later. But we've got a fantastic show for you guys all this week. We're definitely got some catching up to do because we missed what? Three weeks in a row? Three weeks. Three weeks. It's been a minute. It's been been busy. Um, But once we get through all that, we're going to run through our usual segments um, because for the first time in a minute, we've got a guest. That means 21 guestions. That means a solography. And of course, that means learning more about Los's interesting professional journey in the sneaker and streetwear space. But first, Alvin. Oh, fuck. It's, I wasn't ready because I was, I was waiting for Joel to do it. <laughs> Fire round. Damn, that was bad. That's sick. I know. That's a flu game, Alvin. Sorry, man. If I didn't Fire have COVID... Round. It'd be better, but good try. Yes, the fire round. We like to start every show with a quick hitting question from you, our listeners. And this week's question comes from good friend of the show, Gerald C, aka Gerald Cash. Gerald, a friend of the show on Instagram. And he says, with the LeBron 20 looking very similar to a Kobe, which it does I actually really yeah. like the LeBron 20. It's a good yeah. looking shoe. If they were to do a collab between the two lines, which colorways would you want to see them do? Like if they did like a Kobe colorway on a LeBron 20 or a LeBron colorway on a coat, like mix and match, whatever. Let's do a Kobe colorway on a LeBron just to keep it simple. Um, Oh, shoot. Yeah. Kobe colorway, a classic Kobe colorway on the LeBron 20. What would you want to see? Alvin, you can go first. The Grinches. You took the best one. (laughs) If you you think about if they if they do do that for this Christmas. And they start doing Christmas colorways again. And they drew a Grinch. That'd be fire. He is still on the Lakers. So, I mean, it's true. It would only sort of make sense, but that'd be cool, man. Cause I definitely agree that it does look like a, a Kobe. Like, it gives it, me Kobe vibes for sure. Absolutely. It's, it's like the first low cut LeBron has really ever it's had. It's the first LeBron I've wanted to purchase in a while. Yeah. It's not cheap, though. It's since, like, since like the LeBron eight, maybe, or the nine. Yeah. You know what so, I, mean? I think so. it's a $280 sneaker. Oh. I believe it's wow. 200 or 220 US. 
Wow. I don't know if they've actually released in Canada. So what's yet, that? Five hundred dollars Canadian? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Once you the, the, with the conversion where it is right now, close to five hundred. Yeah, after tax. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I actually do like the LeBron twenty a lot. I'm gonna go with while we give Low some time to think as well. I would have said Grinch. I think Grinch is the easy answer. I'm gonna go with the Galaxy Kobe Seven. Oh, um, the silver. On, yeah, it's like the yeah. full Galaxy upper with like the silver midsole. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna do Galaxy Kobe Seven. I just, I mean, I love anything Galaxy. Ooh. The Kobe Seven was kind of underrated. It performed pretty well for me on court. Um, yeah, I love the galaxy print on anything. So if you were to put it on the, uh, on the LeBron 20, I would be very much in. So I'm going to go galaxy Kobe seven on the LeBron 20 Los, bring us home. Kobe colorway on LeBron. I would do the black del souls. Oh, um, yes. Classic black and gold looks good on anything. Facts. Um, soul backwards is Los. It's a win-win oh, for me. It's true. a win-win. Del Los. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> damn that's that's the one that was very calculated we did not prepare him for that by the way he did not know that was coming he, he did pulled, not he pulled that out of his back pocket like he's been waiting years <laughs> to say that one <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first time i've been asked that question <laughs> if you would like to submit a question for the fire round and have us answered on the pod please shoot us a message on instagram or email us at canadagotsoul at gmail.com Next up, the CGS picks. Each week, we all pick an upcoming sneaker to analyze, dissect, and give our thoughts on. Then we decide if it's poop, scoop, whoop-de-whoop, or Alvin's trademark phrase. Super cute. That's correct. And I'm trusting Alvin here because Alvin was in charge of procuring the guest this week. And usually the person in charge of procuring the guest has to tell the guest, you need to choose an upcoming sneaker for this for the CGS I, I, picks. I may have omitted that from and <laughs> figured he didn't. <laughs> so Los has a couple minutes here, and I'll talk very slow just to look on the internet, just to talk about an upcoming release that he may or may not be excited about. I'm gonna start because as we do, and then Alvin's gonna talk really slow as well. <laughs> but I always I'm going, talk slow. I'm going first, and it's a it's a pair that just hit the internet like. I want to say like two days ago, it's starting to kick up a lot of buzz. So I'm kind of getting really excited for it. And it's, and I know Alvin isn't, and it's the Nigel Sylvester. Looks like he's getting another Jordan one sneaker. This one is black as opposed to the original version he did, which was like a full sale. This one's a black upper white 3M swoosh. The white mini swoosh on the toe box just sets off on the black upper. So, so well sale midsole um red outsole what i like about these is it's a white tongue or like a sail tongue so the sail laces really set them off i know that alvin when i posted them he's like just go buy the yin yang ones is what he said to me um no i'm not gonna do that because i want these ones they have the same distressing on the upper very very cool i've heard from a source who i trust a lot about jordan's who told me this was actually one of the original samples when mm. they were when they were first collaborating? Um, I hope I don't end up on like sneaker news as being quoted as that because I'm sure I'm not supposed to actually share that information. But these were initially a sample. Now the fact that they're kind of resurging now, we have these like semi-detailed images on the internet floating around. He just wore them the other day for his book. It kind of feels like they're coming out 
Like, I don't think he would all of a sudden, like four years later, just decide, oh, I'll wear these samples for the first time in a picture. Like, it really feels like they're trying to build some sort of hype here. Calculated. Um, it definitely feels calculated. I mean, it's Nike Jordan brand. Like, nothing's nothing's an accident with them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I feel like they're prepping for a release of this pair. And I would definitely be down because I really am sad that I don't own the first pair. And this would kind of like ease the pain a little bit. But uh, yeah, we we will see. It could go either way. Um, but yeah, for now, they are cute. They are a cute for me. Alvin, what shoe do you have? I'm sure you picked your own shoe this week. So sometimes didn't tell your guests to pick. That's uh honestly that's a surprise that you like these because you don't like black shoes. I don't like I know I don't like black shoes. It's weird. I think it's the white tongue that's helping me a lot. And the red outsole, probably. Yeah, it's helping and, me I'm, a ton. And the mini swoosh. Let's be real. The, the mini, mini swoosh, swoosh is, is dope. You can put a mini swoosh on pretty much anything. I'll probably buy it. literally <laughs> yeah, anything. Right. Oh man. All right. So um I'm gonna talk about a new balance 550. It's the new uh suede varieties that they're gonna be pumping out. And um I don't know. They're just they're just clean, yo. So the one I'm talking about is a navy, uh, navy pair that has an all suede upper. Aside from the New Balance N that appears to be a leather, um, it's got a white tongue on it. The outsole itself is patina or sail, and then the midsole is white. Always a good mixture. You know, Teddy Santis had his hand in these just because they look very ALD esque. Um, super duper cute. They're set to release. In 2022, there's no exact date, but I know there's also like I saw uh, online, I saw a pink pair, a gray pair, and I believe there's like a probably a green pair too, but it's going to be all suede and the color blocking is just super simple, very monotone aside from the accents. But yeah, these are dope and it's it's the 550. So, you know, everyone's going to hype over them. But uh, for me, yeah, these are just they're super cute. Super duper. I'm feeling the navy a, though. I love navy. So just a super cute, huh? Yeah. We'll see. Before we get to Los, I want to add something funny because I just remembered it. And it kind of plays into Alvin completely forgetting to tell Los to pick a shoe. And Alvin's initial shoe that he sent me, he's like, Oh, this is my pick this week, was the better gift shop vans collection, which yeah. came out last week. So yeah. that's not very helpful. Um, that was a really good collection. I was very close to buying um not the old school what do they call it style 76 or the style 76 yeah yeah, yeah whatever it's called those are the very cool yeah. i had to had to pull back a little bit but yeah it was very close shout out to better gift shop toronto's very own uh los what have you got for us on the fly <laughs> on the fly i would say um a reissue of a 2004 air max one the crep hemp's Yes. Um, I don't know if they released already in the U.S., but I know stores here haven't got them yet. So, correct. Um, I feel like I'm okay with this one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll like hemp, suede mudguard, that crepe aesthetic outsole. I mean, like, what more can you ask for? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty classic, and I think like just the sole it gives it a different like feel, um, literally on your feet. So <laughs> yeah, way more comfortable. Yeah. I did not know that these were a reissue. When did they come out the first time? 2004? 2004, yeah. Really? Jeez. Mm-hmm. Why didn't I know that? Oh, my God. They did. Look at that. I'm not yeah, going to lie. Crazy. I feel like this new pair looks better. 
the 2022 looks better than the 2004. Yeah. The the toe box looks like very bulky on the. I mean, I'm looking at a used pair on Goat right which now, which some people <laughs> like. You know, the, yes. the purists yeah, like. That's true. Yes, I like the sharp, sharper toe yeah, box same. personally. Yeah, we don't talk about those purists here, and Joel's not on the podcast, so he can't fight, <laughs> fight <laughs> me. Can't yeah. himself. Yeah, Joel's not here to fight me on it. So what we're saying is fact <laughs> that's fine um yeah i didn't know those were a reissue but yeah classic classic shoe love the look of that shoe all right coming up next this week in kicks this is the part of the show where we discuss the current headlines and happenings in the world of sneakers and this is a semi potentially a semi big one if it actually comes to fruition nike might finally be cracking down on bots and resellers maybe we will see mm. so much has been said much has been said on this podcast about the likelihood of getting anything off of sneakers platforms from Nike, whether that be the U S app, the Canadian website, which is even worse than the app, whatever. Um, it's usually nearly impossible to get anything that's semi good on either platform. Much of that has to do with, uh, bots, obviously, as we're now very well familiar with and resellers buying pairs and, uh, trying to, even if it's a $5 flip, flip it for some sort of value, which is incredibly annoying. And then the worst part, if it happens to not sell for them, they're like, you know what? I'm just going to return it to Nike because Nike has a really good return policy and I can return it for free. Well, apparently all that's going to change. I mean, if I'm Nike, I'm pissed about that. So I would probably change it too. Yeah. Nike has apparently said that they're going to, not apparently, they did say this, but it's apparent if they're actually going to do it. Um, we'll be cracking down on this kind of buying behavior using technology. This is in quotes. To cancel orders it has deemed have been made with bots, which is number one. Flagging accounts with a high volume of returns. So if you're buying a bunch of stuff and then 29 days later, you're returning it, they're going to flag that. And they said they could go as far as charging a restocking fee or declining to issue a refund if a suspect a sus- or suspend an account if people um, have determined that it's they're buying shoes to flip them. Basically, they're saying if they think you're buying shoes to flip them, they're not giving you all your money back. They're like, sorry, sorry, you're not a good flipper. You're not a good reseller. You're not getting any money back from us. Which is kind of crazy. I don't even know if that's legal. I'm not gonna lie. I guess it's. I guess if it's written into your terms, it probably would be okay. Who's gonna sue Nike? Also, um, but yeah. Thoughts on this, Alvin? First and foremost, what do you th- do? You think this is even gonna happen? Like, <laughs> what's I'm just, what's good here? I'm just trying to figure out how they're gonna tell that you're a reseller. Yeah, or like, or unless it's like someone who's who's returned many items previously, maybe like they're gonna try to do that. But I feel like that's very manual um work i mean it, honestly is nike they they figure shit out somehow anyway but at the same time it's just like they also talk a lot at times and nothing happens so i don't know man it'll be interesting though like when when people when we start seeing like posts on twitter or insta being like no you didn't want to refund me because yeah. they think i'm a reseller <laughs> you know stop so. with this shoe take it for 30 percent off retail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a dream. That's a dream. I, I mean, I've seen a lot of people concerned because like I've bought and stuff from Nike and then returned it. Like I'll buy it for a soul savvy member and they'll be like, actually, never mind. I'm like, all right, fuck it, I'll return it. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so I mean, in the last year I've probably returned six or seven things to Nike. Um, like, is that considered a high volume of returns? I mean, for a regular consumer, that's probably a high volume of yeah. returns. Yeah, but for right. someone who's buying several pairs per month it's probably not considered a high volume so i guess it really depends 
Um, thoughts on this, Los? I know you worked in sneaker retail for a bit, so I know I'm sure you can imagine how much of a bitch this would be. But uh... um, I mean, like the, the first thing they said is like they're going to have this technology to figure out who's a reseller when they try to return things. Well, why not just use that to f- not allow them to buy as many right? yeah, in the first place? Yeah. yeah. But like, I just, I mean, I don't get it. Um, and I don't know how they're going to implement it, but yeah, use that technology to not allow them to buy multiple pairs in the first place. That's a great fucking point. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you You going to get to that point where they would even need to don't let them have it in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. And and like, and then also in terms of like not being able to give you your money back, I I think there could be legal issues there as well. Yeah. Feels like it. Like it feels like you need to. Yeah. Maybe they're just saying it as a deterrent, you know? Yeah. Very, very possible. Yeah. I mean, it seems like that would scare away like the small time reseller who's going like maxed out credit card, has to sell a pair to pay off the credit card situation, like <laughs> yeah, one of those. Yeah, for but sure. I'm sure these like huge, like for a career resellers are not like, ooh, I can't return these Jordan twos. Oh no. Like oh no. I don't think that they yeah, are exactly. all that concerned with that. Um and the thing is people just will make another sneakers account, no? Why like, can't you just make another account, make another account? Like yeah, get your sister to return it. Or, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it facts. just seems, go back to a store because I'm pretty sure you can return Nike product you bought online in a store too. Like it just seems like there's a trillion. Not that I'm trying to give anybody any ideas, but it seems like there's a trillion, <laughs> <laughs> seems like there's a trillion ways around this. And it again, I think that's a, a good take by Lois. It feels yeah. like they're just trying to deter ten people. Which I mean, ultimately, if it does deter some people, it's helpful. But yeah, we'll see if it actually does anything long term. Yeah. It'll be interesting uh, to see yeah. the rollout, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Or even if the general consumer will notice a difference, will there be like different boxes you have to agree to? It'll be like, oh, you can't return this or whatever. Like, who knows, right? Because you would have to tell somebody up front, you can't return a product. You can't just all of a sudden spring it on them. True, but time will tell. Very interested to see. It's not going to make a difference for Canada, anyways, because our Nike website sucks. <laughs> so who cares? <laughs> um next up previously in kicks this is the part of the show where we review our latest pickups and recap latest happenings in our sneaker lives it's been three and a half maybe even four weeks um i'm sure i hope something has happened in alvin's life in the last three weeks any updates to provide for the good people at home alvin uh anything what did i i I bought diapers today there we go yeah uh oh no um so tip top hooked me up with a mm. with a suit mm-hmm. um a nice black suit with like the collar it's a little bit shiny it's kind of cute i think that was considered um, a tux was that the tuxedo or no m- might have been might have been might have been a tuxedo i don't know <laughs> you're like the black suit with a black, a black bow suit. tie oh you mean the tuxedo <laughs> yeah. yeah with the white dress shirt i guess it's a tux yeah why not um so i just i definitely just need to get it tailored because the pants are kind of long and mm. when i wear suits i like the pants kind of uh i guess cropped like short yeah above the ankle type yes uh and then the jacket is just a tad loose which i don't mind because you know when i eat at special occasions yes i need the extra room because i am a well-fed individual (laughs) so i don't mind that but yeah i still want to take it in just a little bit and then yeah we'll see so shout out to the tip top fan for that and uh oh man i honestly don't know if anything else has happened in the last three weeks Wow, there's no probably, way but that I'm just I'm just boring, you know. I'm Man. a dad now, so right, let me pick up the slack for you. Thank you, bit. thank you. So, the reason we missed the podcast three weeks ago 
because I was in Florida. That was very fun. Just missed the hurricane. Uh, like literally just narrowly missed the hurricane. Was home like two days, um, two days before it hit Florida. Uh, hopefully all our Florida family is doing okay and doing well because I know that was some devastating stuff that I saw in the news. That was great. Um, in terms of pickups, I converted to the dark side slightly and picked up a pair of the Salehi Crocs Polex in nice. the tide, tide colorway. I don't know if I can do it. I what really, color is that? Is that the blue one? The blue, yeah. It's a really nice blue, actually. It's beautiful blue. Um, almost like a dark Powerade blue. Oh, uh, it's like a Lawrence a, color right there. It's a good-looking shoe, if you can call it a shoe. That's a discussion for a different day. It's a good-looking footwear. I just don't know. I don't know if I can do it. I put it on my foot, and it was comfy, and then I looked down, and I was like... I don't just know. Don't just, think of it as a croc. Think of it as a salehi. I know. I just in general, I don't know if I, I've seen people <laughs> like I've looked at people wearing them and I'm like, oh, those don't look too bad. And then yeah, I looked yeah. at my own foot and I was like, I don't know. I think it requires like a baggier pant. Like it, there's like a certain look and aesthetic you need to like pair it with. And I just don't know if I have that, but we'll see. We'll see. They were, I mean, I got them for retail. So true. I will never complain about that, but unsure if I will keep them. Um, very unsure. I just like on Salehi's website is usually impossible to navigate. So when I was able to buy them for retail on his website, I was like, well, out of principle, <laughs> out of principle, I'm just going to buy them and then we'll see what happens when they get here. I'm sure someone would gladly take them from me for retail. Yeah, so for sure, not incredibly concerned. Um, what else did I get? I, I thought I got, some, I thought I got something else. You golf shoes. No, no, no golf shoes. Um, damn, maybe I am as boring as Alvin. Nothing else really. Oh, I do have a couple things actually. So my phones, I have an iPhone 11. My phone's camera, front facing camera was having issues. The face ID didn't work for Uh-oh. pretty much like a year. Um, and I just never cared. And all of a sudden I was like, I'm sick of not being able to use face ID and putting in my password manually. I'm going to go get it fixed at Apple. So I went there assuming they were just going to be like boop 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 and fix it so i go in and the lady's like oh we will replace the camera for you come back in an hour i was like bless sounds good she's like do you have a backup just in case and i was like yeah 100 i have backed up my computer at home no worries she goes and takes it i come back in an hour she's like okay give me 10 more minutes she comes out and she's like so we actually weren't able to fix it um (gasps) like but we're gonna so we're gonna give you a brand new phone i was like sick fire that's really cool i didn't get like the new 14 or whatever but i got a new version of my old phone i was like dope nice. should i give a backup at home right i'm like yeah 100 just give me the phone i'm out of here peace get home did not have a backup no on <laughs> i lost everything like oh, no, everything bro. everything everything oh, no. so i was somehow able because there was some photos just on my computer to get like i had probably ten thousand photos on my phone i think i have like a thousand now so oh, i lost shoot a very substantial amount of photos, which really sucks. I lost every single contact in my phone. So Lois needed to text me. Um, but I didn't <laughs> want to be that person who like goes onto like Instagram stories, like new phone, text me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. hate that. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to live not having But, but it's funny because you actually had an issue though, you know, like where yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not just like that. But you know, everyone else has the contacts. Exactly. Yeah. To get like someone else's like. Exactly. Or something. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't want to be that person. 
Uh, so I'm just going to live with not having anybody for anybody listening with my phone number. Please text me when you hear this. <laughs> I've been like guessing when someone texts me. I'm like, I think, hey. this, is, I think this is this person. <laughs> <coughs> I can see in Los's reflection his glasses he's doing it right now. <laughs> Never <Yeah>. mind. <laughs> yeah, people have been texting me like, hey, blah, 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 blah. I'm like trying to like go based on context. Like, what are they texting me? Um so yeah, that's been an adventure. And then one more thing that's currently transpiring this week is, so I live in a condo and I'm sure Los can relate to this. The condo has, in terms of like heat system, it's either set to cold or it's set to hot. There's, it's a condo. So you yeah. wait, go on one furnace in the basement somewhere. Everyone is on the same system. You can basically just turn on heat, turn on air or turn them off. That's it. So for the last week, it's been hot as shit in the condo. Like, dying like deathly hot when i'm talking hot i'm talking like 88 degrees fahrenheit in the condo which is like too much so for a couple days we were like they just switched the system from cool to hot it's just adjusting it's been pretty warm the last couple days it's been like 18 20 degrees for the last couple days we gotta deal with it and yesterday it was 88 degrees and we called security and we're like hey this is ridiculous (laughs) like what's going on and they're like oh actually the system is broken right now and it's oh my stuck on high. So it's just pumping hot, hot air. air. Like oh you can no. see the vent behind, like all the vents are just pumping hot air into all the units in the entire two buildings. So there's two buildings connected, um, but we're trying to get it fixed. So it's not fixed yet. It's like maybe 84 degrees in my condo right now, which oh is probably 14 degrees hotter than I would want it to be Fahrenheit. Yes, we're using Fahrenheit. Um, so I went out yesterday and bought a Dyson fan because I was like, done with this. This is so expensive, very expensive fan. And I apologize to Canadian Tire, but I will probably be returning it once they figure out the <laughs> furnace situation. This is, it was on sale. That's like a $450 fan. Got it for Bro. $300 and I will be returning it. But it is pretty good. Not a bad, not a bad that's fan. Um, yeah, that's going to be put back in the box and returned. Once it's not literally outside here. Like I looked at the weather yesterday in Dallas, Texas, and it was hotter in my condo than it was outside in Dallas and friggin' Texas. So yeah. If anyone knows any rights or responsibilities of a condo corporation and I can get some money back, then that would be great. Well, they should have told you guys. I I would didn't send a notice. Nothing. They didn't send nothing. We were just supposed to assume that we're just all going to bake alive. I, I guess they're like, sorry, just sweat, just die. Just whatever, deal with it. Yeah, oh. been it's been unpleasant. We've been a grumpy bunch in this condo for a couple of days. <laughs> it's pretty hard to be happy when you're boiling alive. Yeah. Anyways, enough with my woes. Uh, Los, any pickups for you in the last couple of weeks? Sneakers or otherwise? Clearly or otherwise? Um, maybe like within the last three weeks to a month, I got yeah. uh, those general purpose shoes. Oh, which nice. one? Yellow. Yeah, yellow. The one yeah. that everyone has. How do you like ones. them? They're good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, they're a little bit wide, which isn't okay. bad. So Good to know. I mean, like, I feel like they look better with baggier pants. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Just me. Um, so, yeah, they're not bad. So far, so good. Did you go true to size? I've heard, like, weird things about sizing. I did. True to size. Yes. And they're done in women's sizing, right? Yeah, so I got a. I'm an eight and a half normally. I got a ten, and they fit fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
have you worn them like I, I everyone who i know who owns that shoe just wears them like every day yes i've been wearing <laughs> it a lot it's true because it's just like i just leave, have them at the front door right now and like i go check the mail or anything it's just i just wear those go to the store to those and they're holding up yeah yeah nice maybe i do want that shoe you know it is yeah, so not purpose. bad um I saw prices. They're not. They're not bad right now. It's not terrible. Uh, no, not yeah, there's a lot of pairs of that shoe. There's there's ton. tons. Yeah. Like you can get them for like two hundred bucks. Yeah, two twenty. Yeah. Um, that I picked up like a a Rafa cycling kit. Um, nice. Sick. So, which is pricey. I didn't know like cycling gear is so expensive, but it really is. It's a rich um, man's hobby for sure. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, just like I got some denim from Blue Button, some fundamental. Oh, denim. sick! I was actually looking yeah. at their website today. I'd never heard of them, and then someone yeah. recommended them, so I looked them up today. They got some nice yeah. stuff. They got super nice stuff, um, and just like cool staff as well. I would yeah. say. Where's the very store? Nice. It's at uh, Dun- on Dundas, right at like Dufferin. Oh, sick. yeah. Okay. So south side, uh, southwest side. That's actually not far from me at all. Yeah, that's yeah. close it's to not you. Bad. Too. Yeah, and it's a cool spot. Um, a lot of Japanese, but uh, you know, home goods, apparel, and they have men's and women's. Is it a big so, store? It's not that big, no. Because hmm. they have a ton no. of stuff. Like I went on their website today, and they have a ton of they stuff. They do. Uh, I, I think they do really well online. Oh, uh, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at their capital selection today. They have a yeah, very cool shop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's about it. And then you know. I guess just a lot of food. <laughs> a lot of food. Yeah. Every day you're yeah. eating. I was going to, one of my questions today was going to be, give me your best food spots in the junction. Cause that's like very close to me, but uh, Ooh, I don't know very many in the junction, actually. That breakfast spot you went to a couple of weeks ago was in the junction. No, like the Which eggs, one? it was like an egg sandwich you posted. And I was like, God damn, that looks absolutely delicious. It looked oh, yeah, like that's like considered the junction, right? Yeah. I think it yeah. was considered the junction. Yeah. That spot's amazing. What was it called? I forget I forget what it's called. Uh, That's what you I can text have it me. on my. Yeah, I'll text it to you. That's what you can text me. Yeah, I'm a very big breakfast person, and that egg. Yeah, like you, that egg don't sandwich Lowe's, was nuts. Yeah, if you don't follow Lowe's, follow him just for the food pictures and for oh yeah him walking around and, Toronto and, bike, and biking from and Toronto biking. to Hamilton. Also, the the place is called Alma plus Gill, so Alma e Gill. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it's on Dupont Street. Yes. Yes. And it was very, like very, very delicious. It was like DuPont and Dufferin uh, or like, um, no, it's, it's, it's West of Dufferin. It's it West um, of Dufferin. Yeah. It was like definitely the junction then. Yeah. 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 Okay, it's six. closer to like getting to Dundas. Okay. Right. Fine. Yeah. Like that intersection. Yeah, um, that weird ass intersection. Yeah. It's like it's by Maticchione. If you know where that is. Yeah. Perfect. Um, but That's yeah, very, very good. Very close to me. See, this is these are the recommendations we want on True to Size breakfast sandwiches, oh, yeah. food, big, big breakfast sandwich people over here. All right, moving on to thumbs up, thumbs down. In this part of the show, we give our opinion on various sneaker related topics with zero context or discussion. All we're allowed to say is thumbs up or thumbs down. And this week's that we may have done before, but I just had a pair come through recently, so I need to do it again. Is Yeezy slides, thumbs up, thumbs down. Alvin to Yeezy slides, uh, down. Los, down. I'm also thumbs down. 
Hmm. Was was hoping that would be more divisive than it was. Anyways, moving on. Next up, NSR, not sneaker related. We talk about sneakers a lot. So in this weekly segment, we're going to take 30 seconds out of the show to discuss something completely irrelevant to the world of sneakers. And fresh off Thanksgiving, happy belated Thanksgiving to everybody yes, um, yes, yes. listening at home. Was, was it last weekend? Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> was last, it doesn't, I don't know. Everything's a blur yeah, nowadays. Time is yeah. crazy right now. It's insane. Uh, I'm living in an oven right now, so all time is standing <laughs> still. Okay. Fresh off Thanksgiving, it was a short week. That's right. Okay, now, okay, now it's making sense. I want to know what is your goat Thanksgiving dish, like your traditional Thanksgiving. What's the greatest Thanksgiving dish? Like one thing of all time. Is it like oh. the turkey, is it the gravy? Is it the stuffing? Is it whatever? What's your like? What's your goat Thanksgiving dish? I'm going to go first because mine is just like the classic might be cheating. I don't know, but it's just the Turkey with the gravy. Like give me the Turkey and then literally drown it. So it's basically a stew in gravy and that's it. I'm good. I could eat that only for Thanksgiving and I would be more than happy. I don't know why this is my petition to the world. Why don't we eat Turkey more often? Why as a society, do we only have Turkey? What twice or year? Like what's going on here? Is there a Turkey shortage? I went golfing yesterday and there was turkeys on the golf course. Like there can't be oh. a turkey shortage. Why do we only have turkeys twice a year? Is it expensive? I don't think so. Because they're big, expensive. bro. That means there's more of it to go around. You can't just True. buy a turkey. Like no one just, why don't we just eat turkey breast? Why is it chicken breast? Why? Like, because they don't do there's an idea like for a restaurant, Lawrence. Turkey Ooh. serve turkey year yeah. round. All year round turkey. We can just do Thanksgiving all year round. Not That's what the restaurant's going to be called. Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There we go. Giving thanks. It's giving thanks. It's giving thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. That's my oh, answer. Man. And then again, I, today still having turkey. I did, now, now it makes sense that Thanksgiving was this week. I had a turkey sandwich for lunch today with leftover turkey. Literally just turkey, mayo in a sandwich. Done. And wow. some pepper and whatever. Delicious. So yeah, turkey is mine. Alvin, what's your goat Thanksgiving dish? Uh, it's got to be my dad's. So Growing up in a Filipino household, my family anyway, I'm not speaking for all Filipinos, my family never made turkey during Thanksgiving, but my father does make a crazy ham. Ham. It's more of like a sweet ham though. So like he'll boil it and cook it in pineapple juice so that the the juices get in there. And then afterwards, he'll finish it off by covering it in brown sugar. And then pouring the pineapple juice within that same uh, baking dish and then throwing all that in the oven. So the sugar like crystallizes and crisps Mm. up. And then he just throws like slices of pineapple on it and then serves it. And it's just every single year. It's just that's what I look forward to for for Thanksgiving. He started making it like on other holidays, too, just because like we asked for it. But yeah, that'll probably be my go to, man. It's just perfect. It goes with rice because you already know I'm Filipino. So I eat rice with that, too. We don't really make mashed potatoes and stuff like that. So, Shame. you know, we'll probably have some pancit on the side there with the go. ham, yeah. you know? So, hey. Sounds like a great dish. That's another dish that doesn't get enough love throughout the rest of the year. Ham. Give me some more ham in things. <laughs> what the heck? Why don't we have ham? It's delicious. Um, anyways, Los, your goat, your go to Thanksgiving dish, um, the best of all I mean- time growing up and just this past weekend and it's my mom's turkey with gravy for sure uh, so i'm on i'm on your side lawrence always um, either that I, or like i always look forward to her like coleslaw as a side coleslaw 
coleslaw. Yeah, she just makes a really good coleslaw. And mm. I always associate that with like Thanksgiving or like, you know, coleslaw. very homely. Yeah, yeah 100%. I feel like a turkey has a very wide range of like, it has a low ceiling. Or sorry, it has a high ceiling, but it also has like a very low bottom too. Like a, t- a turkey can be very, very bad or very, very good. This is like a broad range of how a yeah, turkey yeah. can like be. A- you also call someone a turkey. It's like it's not a good thing. Right? Exactly. That's true. Like, hey, yeah, look at that turkey. It's <laughs> very true. No one says, if, and a ham is a good thing. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. So maybe maybe that's why. Ooh, look it. at that ham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty creepy. Yeah. Hamming it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, we did get so moving on. Errors edits an e message. We got a bunch of messages asking if we were okay. We're fine. We just have lives and we were busy for the last three weeks. So if anybody messaged us and kept asking, where's the podcast? First of all, it's here. Second of all, yes, we're fine. We're well, I'm I've expressed how I'm not fine, but I, we're fine overall as a group. We're good. Um, all right, moving on to the point that we've all been waiting for in the podcast. Definitely the point that Lois has been waiting for his one-on-one interview. And it starts with 21 questions. Lois, this is similar to 21 questions, you know, when you were a young strapping lad and talking to the the girlies in high school. You're calling him old though? You're calling him old. I didn't say how long ago it was. It was just, (laughs) I just said he was young and strapping. I'm not saying he isn't still young and strapping. He just was also back then (laughs) young and and strapping. Um, Similar to 21 questions. We got 21 questions for you. Uh, just the first answer that comes to your head. It's like a little mini fire round. Are you ready? Sure. <laughs> right answer. Question number one, air or boost? Air. Question number two, crew socks or no shows? No shows. Question number three, Air Max 1 or Air Max 90? Air Max 1. Question number four, shoes, shoelaces tied tight in a bow or hanging loose? I like the bow. The bow. I'm also a mm-hmm. bow man. Yep. Question number five, pineapple on pizza? No. <laughs> Why is that so surprising to me? I mean, I, I would have it. If you ordered a pizza, I came over to your house right now. You ordered a pizza. Um, we wouldn't have to heat it up because it's so hot in your place, but... <laughs> Um, I would eat the pineapple on the pizza. Like, I'm not gonna throw it out or like say no. I, I wouldn't order it for myself. True, true. Well, see, I would never invite you over because you don't get pineapple on your pizza. So the whole <laughs> story is flawed. <laughs> Question number six: What is the largest planet in our solar system? Uh, Earth. No, Jupiter. Jupiter, uh, the one with the rings, is the big one. Question number seven: Dunks or Jordan ones? Jordan ones. Question number eight. What's a color that belongs on every shoe? A color? Yeah. Black. Question number nine. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Question number 10. Glow in the dark or 3M? 3M. Question number 11. Since you're always getting your steps in, what's the most comfortable sneaker you own? Oh. Um... Either a pair of New Balances or the Boosts, which I didn't pick over the yeah, That's yeah. weird now. <laughs> hey, you said comfortable. That's true. It's true. It's true. Comfort is not what we go for most of the time as sneakerheads. No. So no, it's fine. Uh, question number 12. Hard shell or soft shell tacos? 
Ooh, wow. That's the one that stumps you? <laughs> yeah. Like, I love them both. You know? Uh, well, soft shell. Soft shell. Yeah. So it has to be soft shell. Got you. Question number 13. What are three sneaker heading essentials? Sorry, what, what is that? Like something, think, like three things that every sneakerhead needs. Oh, um, sneakers would be one. Like nice yep. pair of sneakers. Yep. yep. Um, some JC Mark to clean the sneakers. Plug, yeah. plug, 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 plug. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and a camera to take pictures of your sneakers. Beauty. Done. Ooh. Question number 14. What is the largest city in Saskatchewan? in terms of population. Mm, Regina. No, it is Saskatoon. Oh, Saskatoon. Saskatoon. I was going to say Saskatoon, but then I'm like, oh, this must be a trick question. No, Saskatoon. Population usually is a trick question, though. 226,000 people. That's the biggest biggest city. Shout out Momentum, though, out of Saskatoon. There you go. The the only thing out of Saskatoon. Yeah. (laughs) Question number, that's like, what? 200,000 of the 226,000. Question number 15, Apple Music or Spotify? Spotify. Question number 16, what's a dream brand you'd like to have on 8.5's roster? Um, I would love to do New Balance. New Balance. That's a very mm-hmm. good one. Question number 17, how many people live in Saskatoon? <laughs> yeah, I didn't <laughs> remember what you just said. <laughs> it's got to be like 260,000. Oh, like so close. 226,000. Very close. Mm. Yeah, the right numbers in there. Yeah, it was just the wrong order. Yeah. Question question <laughs> number question number 18. How many sneakers do you own? Right now, I would say just about 100. I've gotten rid of a lot over the last couple of years. So around 100, give okay. or take. I feel like you're always five. getting rid of sneakers and somehow you always still have a billion sneakers. But yeah, also just, same. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Can't really talk shit, but yeah. Uh, question number 19, spell Saskatchewan. Uh, S-A-S. Saskatchewan. T-C-H-W-A-N? Yes. No, you forgot an E. K-A-T-C-H-E-W-A-N. Oh, shoot. Saskatchewan. I mean, yeah. Very close. No one needs yeah. to spell that word. I'm a fine. horrible Canadian. That's fine. We all are. Uh, question number 20. What is your number one grail? Number one grail? Yep. Hmm. I don't know. Now? Probably just like some, one of my Air Maxes. I don't know which Air one. Maxes. Question number 21. Mm-hmm. Would you rather get your number one grail? Mm-hmm. Or three other pairs from your top 10 want list. One or three, not including the one, obviously. Um, I'm more about quality and quant- or quantity. So I'd want the one over the three. True. A very good choice. That one's very divisive. I feel like yeah. they it always goes both ways like it's very split the way but people if, answer that question if you ask me this like when i was younger and i just kind of first started you want more pairs right 100 like, for sure bro um for so sure. it, it's different now 100 yeah especially when you have so many you're just like give me the few that yeah. i need still yeah. yeah like i would totally do that right now like i would trade three for one right now if i, yeah. if I could if someone yeah. would do that yeah yeah 
million percent. All right. Well, you failed 21 guesses, but it's fine. No one ever, no one ever, no, <laughs> no one, one ever, passes. no one ever passes. So it was a, it was an uphill battle already. Um, let's get into uh, a little bit about your past here. How did you get involved in like the sneaker world to begin with? And kind of like, so like what got you guys started in sneakers and like also what got you started in like the sneaker world of like professionally as well? Um, so, I mean, I just was always into sneakers as a kid, like growing up, um, like when the Air Max 90s came out, I got them in 1990, Damn. Um, the infrareds. So like I had that shoe and, you know, I remember rocking them and people thinking they're kind of weird. So <laughs> I didn't mind wearing like a shoe that was different. Right. Yeah. Um, and then like whenever shoes released at that time, I would get them. So it it wasn't like multiple pairs. It was just always like one pair, but it was always like the it sneaker. Um, so like that's how I got into it. So I've always had a love since I was like in elementary school, which see, was you're, a long see, time you're ago. aging yourself, not me. You're aging yourself. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. No, I'm okay with it. Um, yeah, you should be. Yeah. But yeah, that's like, I've got into it just by like, I shouldn't say by default, but just by the organically. Um, And I just stuck with, yeah. And then I just stuck with it. And then like, you know, in high school, I got into b-boying and uh, I always wanted a fresh pair of kicks while I was dancing. So like I'd wear a pair of Harachis or a pair of air trainers and kind of, that's how I got more into it, you know? And then you'd want multiple pairs because then you want one to dance and then a fresh pair and then that kind of like idea of always having a fresh pair stuck with me. And then you meet other sneaker heads and, you know, um, that's kind of how it started. Did you ever do like, were you always Nike for b-boying or did you get into that? Cause I know Puma was huge, like Puma suede, no, Puma Clydes, Adidas superstars. Yeah, totally. I, I was always into like Reebok classics. I yeah. had like, uh, the aerobic Reeboks. I had a bunch of Pumas, suede, Clydes, um, so yeah, I was never, and I had Adidas Gazelles and a couple other like running shoes. Yeah, um, basically anything with a flat Volk sole was like yeah, which is yeah. crazy to me because like it wasn't that comfortable. You know, yeah, they're not like, very good performance shoes. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Um, now you just see people like dancing whatever shoe, right? Yeah, but at one time I liked like heavier shoes. Like uh, I, I was dancing like in uh, air trainers and. Yeah, that seemed like all like, of them, like the SCs, the Bo Jacksons, and like, geez. yeah, that was crazy. It's like the exact opposite of what you're supposed to be dancing in. But it just <laughs> yeah, looks yeah. super cool. It looks super oh, cool. 100%. Though, you know? Yeah. 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 That looked fire. Um, so, yeah, that was one kind of like part of my life where, you know, like it, it was heavily revolved around sneakers. Uh, and then just meeting other sneakerheads as I got older and like traveling downtown. Um, yeah. So, and kind then, of stuck with it what about like professionally was was livestock like your entry point into working in that industry or was there something before that no that was the entry point before that i was working at uh v nice maybe maybe you guys like met me a long time ago i was working at the square one H V. oh really oh, shit. yeah upstairs <laughs> like where where zeller's was yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah wow yeah, that's yeah. og square one yo. wow yeah i know yeah, exactly so. where that hmv is <laughs> Or yeah, was, I mean, yeah. before that, I worked at HMV Sherway. Then I transferred there because I used to live in Saga for a bit. Oh, um, yes, I knew for that. a brief period because like I grew up in Mavis area, Thorpe <laughs> in Mavis area. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sure. Um, but then I was working at the HMV at Square One, and then from there, I like I moved downtown. So I was working at Young and Eglinton uh, for a bit. 
Um, but I'd go out to a bunch of parties. And then uh, that time, uh, Scam w- would be at these parties and he saw me. And like, I was always wearing like fresh sneakers, just part of the scene, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he asked me uh, uh, to work at this store that he was helping to open in 2007 at the beginning. Um, so I just quit my job at HV and then uh, went over to Livestock and uh, just helped them build that store and just like set it up for the opening, which was like in April of 2007. Damn, that feels like yeah, forever so that, ago now. Yeah, it's so long ago. Um, years. But yeah, that was like my first entry into sneakers, like in that world. I mean, always been part of it. Never worked yeah, yeah, like yeah. in the retail side of things. And, you know. That had yeah, to have changed cool. a lot for you, right? Like that had to have been like a massive turning point just in like your life in general, no? Yes, a million percent. Like, uh, yeah, it was like a 180 for me, you know? um so i've always wanted to be in that world i shopped at good food and like yeah stone riches and all these other places but um to actually work at a sneaker store was cool and how long did you work there for uh, i was there from 2007 to 2011 so four years wow, so i was like, like the manager there yeah formative mm-hmm. years for sneaker culture in canada really like that's when everything because that's when did i i started at full locker in 2008 nine 2008 2009 yeah and Alvin yeah. was very very close behind me so yeah I definitely we saw the sneaker world kind of forming around us in Toronto because there wasn't a whole lot not no. not mainstream at least before that no Gro- growing up there was some cool shops though like around me I'm not sure if you guys were familiar with uh uh I mean there's a, sh- a shop called shoestrings in Mississauga that had like random releases no it was like by it was like a little bit past skis and bikes um on uh Dundas there like right before Dixie, I believe. Um, oh, that was called Shoestrings. And like they had like just random shoes. Like Brian and I bought a pair of Air Force Ones there, like in 97 samples. It was Damn. crazy. Damn. Um, there. And then like there was this amazing place called Front Runner, which was by uh, Kipling Station. Mm-hmm. So that was like a huge kind of like sneaker haven for everyone um, in the West End. But yeah, those are like two big stores before there was actually boutiques. Um, those are like perfect examples of like mom and pop shops. Yeah, it was like, that's what the thing, right? It used to be like little pockets of sneakers kind of like scattered mm-hmm. around. And now it feels like sneakers are kind of like everywhere. Like it's just like omnipresent with everything that we yeah. kind of do. In our, and it probably depends on what industry you work yeah. in. So we're, all, we're always surrounded by it. Um, is there anything that... Um, like, what was it kind of like working at Livestock in that time? Because, I mean, me and Alvin have talked about working at Foot Locker back then, around the same period where it was, like, obviously very different than it is now. Like, what was it kind of like working at a sneaker boutique, which is even smaller than, because we worked at Foot Locker, so at least we always had that, like, corporate backing. Like, you knew you were always going to be fine. You worked at an independent boutique that was, like... yeah that something like that could have gone either way easily. Obviously we know where it is now back then. I'm sure it was a little bit uh, turbulent to say the least. What was it kind of like any like specific challenges you guys remember facing like when you're opened, all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, challenges, not so much. I would, I would say more like the positives where we're like just more of the product that we were getting, you know, yeah. we're getting some like higher tier products. So like, yeah. you know, when the Yeezys came out having like, um, you know, those companies back the shops, you know, they yeah. put money into like uh, the releases and uh, events revolving around sneaker releases. So that was like super cool to be part of. 
Um, and like at the very beginning when we opened, like having the Atmos uh, Air Max ones there and like just stuff like that. Like I felt yeah. like having like certain releases dedicated to those types of shops. So like, that was huge. Um, I think another huge thing was like that you could do with like an independent boutique because it was indie. It was like having like these uh, like artists come for signings. Yeah. So like doing the Annie or D one Wally mm-hmm. and the clips and Mac Miller, even that was, yeah. like, that was yeah. nuts. Huge. Name. That's so cool. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, like you don't see that uh, anymore. Right. You, right? You, so at like, all. Yeah. At all. I don't see anyone do anything like that. Like yeah. you, you do get like little uh, one-off like agency events and I call them agency events. Cause that's what they are, but yeah. you don't see like, more of these like store community events yeah it's um, like the the manager like, of the performer is hitting up the manager of the store and be like hey can we do something kind of thing yeah, yeah like that was super sick and you're just yeah. like okay cool or like someone some guy comes and like shoots a video and i mean like yeah not like some dude that like just lives in your building doing a video you know what i mean just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, like a, a, no, a notable artist would like you know hit you up and like just kind of random like i know it probably still happens but like random like uh artists coming through because like that was just a spot and um sponsoring parties and like there's a lot more of that i feel like i mean you can tie that all into community and just like yeah you know so like there's a lot of that at the beginning and i think that was like a big thing with like having a, a sneaker boutique you could do things like that yeah, yeah. um yeah i mean like that's kind of basically a i mean it was super fun i mean like just meeting new people too all the time I felt yeah, like I made I a imagine. lot of connections and I still have friends that I've made to this day, like good friends, you know, um, from when I first started there, you know, yeah. like I met all you guys, I met like just random people that I probably would never have met before. Yeah. So hundred percent. Yeah. That's a huge thing for me, at least, you know, HMV I'm sure was great, but it wasn't connecting the same dots that, uh, you were no, getting at livestock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Which, I, but I love music too. Right. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. I, I can imagine. I enjoy right. both. The, probably know? the coolest job. Yeah. Like in high school, I would have probably loved to work at HMV just as much as I love Foot Locker. Like that'd be the cool. Yeah. For anybody yeah. listening who was either too young or doesn't live in, I don't even know if that was an Ontario or Canadian, but it's a CD store basically. To music store, yeah. music store, yeah, yeah. yeah. Music, music store and accessory they, they, store. They still have them like in uh, Japan and uh, really, they're like, yeah, oh, like I didn't know that CDs in Japan are huge. Oh, so, CDs, like, I think meant HMVs. Oh, no, no, Tower <laughs> Records, yeah. I don't know if any HMVs exist. I think the co- company went under, no, I think they Possibly. did. Possibly, yeah. Well, yeah. no cars now have CD players unless you go post, that's true, yeah, or pre pandemic, mm. I guess. Yeah. Crazy, that's ridiculous, bro. Fun fact, That's actually, nuts. my old job, the warehouse used to be an HMV warehouse. They still had, like a bunch of the posters up on the walls and stuff. Oh, that's the place so that dope. I worked before Soul Savvy was an HMV. Wow. Um, like maybe the head office. I don't know. Um, yeah. All right. Moving on. We could talk about HMV all day. I used to love that store. <laughs> I was, you know, one more thing, actually. I was so pissed because I had a points card, like the one they did the points card. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had like so many points i still have all my cds i was like a huge like cd collector i was just like i would hoard them i would still download them through apple but i would just hoard cds because it was cool to collect had so Same. many points and did not use any of them before the company went under i was Bro, so i was no. like i'm one of those people who will save up points for like 10 years and then use it on like one really big thing so i was ready i was like yeah. right, i'm getting like a playstation 3 at the time or whatever and now all of a sudden all those points are just in the ether i'm waiting for the lord of the rings box set 
Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was the guy who would like go on like CD release day on like a Tuesday and like make sure to get like the deluxe version or whatever. Like, I yeah, wanted, yeah, like yeah. how many deluxe versions of Watch the Throne are you getting? Like, I need to get that. Like, that was yeah, that was me. Um. Anyways, how have you kind of seen uh, sneaker or streetwear culture kind of grow since you first started at Livestock and it was kind of like niche? as we mentioned and now it's like again like every corner is a pair of panda dunks and a different consignment store like it's everywhere now you're seeing it sneaker collaborations with every single artist every single like cultural entity is getting a sneaker it's kind of like just again it's like the thing how have you kind of seen it go from what it was when you started at livestock to now like what's the progression kind of been like for you that you've seen um i mean like on a small scale i'll just like working at livestock and then seeing product come in that you would never know is coming out. I think that was kind of cool. So like the element just show up, it'll just show up and you're like, Oh, what's that? That's nuts. But you don't even really know too much about it. So you'd like research it on your own and just kind of word of mouth. So like internet was like very, um, I mean, it wasn't really a thing. There, there was still blogs and like, I think hype was just starting. So it wasn't bad in that sense where like, you wouldn't know what type really. Right um yeah now cool. it, i feel like if it's not hype it's just like it's nothing so like not so many people love shoes as like like i liked general releases and i still do you know um but no one would ever like think like that's a cool shoe nowadays yeah. like unless it's like hype or it's like it's not resold or all that um so i mean like i have a love-hate relationship for like resellers um you know, I'm sure a lot of people do. Uh, I feel like it's more about the money, less about community. Yeah. yeah. You know, that'd be one aspect of it. Um, but on the other hand, it's just like, man, something I love. It's like massive. Like you can't be mad at that. Absolutely. Um, it know? just opens up so many doors for everybody involved. Right. Yeah, Whether you're like, just a passionate about sneakers, you're like, now there's a sneaker release pretty much every day. There's a shoe coming out somewhere. And before mm-hmm. it used to be there's a Jordan release every two weeks, maybe a cool Nike release every month, and like that was it. Yeah. Now it's literally every day there is yep. a sneaker release of some sort. Yeah, you can't be yeah, mad at that. It's pretty wild. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Like you said, like you kind of mentioned, it used to be stuff shows up and the store kind of decides what's cool. Like you're yeah. like, okay, I'm gonna put this in the front window because I like it, and then people are gonna see it walking by. You didn't know yeah. it was coming, the internet wasn't there to tell you what's cool. Now that's what it is. The dollar amount that's associated with it. And like some random guy who has a million followers on Instagram is telling you it's cool rather than like (laughs) the stores used to be like the leaders of the culture for a long time. I mean, sometimes I fall victim to that as well. Right. Um, We all do. Sure. We all do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's super. It's it's hard not to when you're on social media and especially in the industry, it's impossible. You got to take a step back sometimes and be like, Maybe I do need panda dunks, even if they're yeah. being bastardized by the industry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a, I got a pair and I wear them. So there you go. Yeah, absolutely. And you also wear your general purpose shoe. Balance, right? <laughs> there you go. That's like the that's the hype beast version. Hype beast version of the panda shoe. Honestly, it yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, yeah. honestly for real. Yeah. That's actually a really good analogy. It's very true. It's true though, and it's funny. Is like I see a lot of people wearing that shoe, but also knocking the panda shoe. It's like eh, it's same, same. Yeah, you know, Spider-Man. Yeah, like, yeah, literally mm-hmm. just pointing at each other, like, ah, there's a trillion pairs of us both. <laughs> like, yeah, it's true. You guys see that they dropped at uh Kohl's in the States, the general purpose shoe. Yes. They released that. them at Kohl's, which I, I didn't even know what it was. I had to look it up because I we don't have them in Canada, I don't think. But it's like a 
winner's equivalent, basically. Yeah, just oh, a really? random shop, like yeah, far yeah. away from like a major city. Yes, exactly. That was like, and they did, and they made sure to pick specific locations that were like not in major centers. Like it was actually a kind of cool release because they just like showed up and like they just put them on the wall or like on their whatever they have them, like all the boxes out on the floor, like super like department store. Put them on the wall they let people know on the online they were like these are the stores that have them and they're all in like the middle of nowhere like a very cool like it's obviously a marketing ploy to get like the internet going but yeah i mean the think people were saying like the boring shoe for the boring store like a very very cool yeah rollout for that i like that a lot see now yeah, i'm selling myself on wanting to get a pair <laughs> that's what happens though you know i know now we're talking it out i'm like maybe they are kind of cool um Moving on to kind of like what you're doing now instead of the past, what's a kind of like repping brands now? Like, do you, do you like pick and choose who you're repping and who you're like selling for? Do you like, do they approach you? Do you approach them? Like what's that world kind of even like? Um, well, I'll just, I'll start off like after I left livestock, the same owner yes. owned a distribution company called take five. So I started working for them. Um, and uh, they did brands like uh, the hundreds, 10 deep, uh, BBC, A Life, um, and then a couple, couple other ones uh, that I forget. I mean, not worth mentioning. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like they already had established band brands that they're doing distribution for. I just was a sales rep for Eastern Canada, basically. Um, and then I'd kind of like, yeah, I can kind of like figure out what stores they'd be in. And like for those brands in particular, it's like they're pretty hype at the time, so it's like. Yeah stores wanted them right um so there's more of a demand uh back then i would say for brands than there is now because there's just so many um so yeah i did from 2011 to 2019 i worked for take five um and then in 2019 i left on my own and started 8.5 agency uh which is named after my shoe size and uh i got to keep some of the same brands so i do jason mark uh, g-shock um i do baxter of california which is like a men's grooming brand uh i do a brand called taken which is from uh, vancouver yep love um, their stuff you gave me a couple of their pieces and i love it yeah uh like a japanese kind of like toolbox storage brand called toyo yep uh it's super that's cool. getting super big now too i think i see that everywhere Probably yeah yeah you, I, but... i've been getting into a lot of shops <laughs> and i mean the thing about that brand too is is in general all the brands i do are, are there's kind of don't compete with each other mm-hmm. so you can put them into like the same stores or you can put them into different stores like toyo can go into like a design store or it can go into like an art supply store so i mean and it wouldn't like hurt the business if it's like in livestock or like uh, an art store down the street right yep. so um a lot of the brands can sit in like different channels uh, so that's a good thing about like the brand roster i have now uh and then i picked up a new like men's grooming brand called basic maintenance lab which is from toronto um so yeah those are like all the brands i do now um i'm always looking you know like it just has to be the right one i've been approached a couple of times by different brands but had to deny them um so it's not really about like the quick money it's about, yeah. like the right fit, right fit for sure um, and longevity as well you gotta believe in it too right like especially if you're essentially yeah. one of the faces of the brand and you need to be able to go and like make people believe it's cool as you think it's cool right you need to believe in what the product is you can't just pick something up and be like sure yeah totally sell this to somebody sure (laughs) no it's true it's just like 
yeah like i mean i wouldn't men- mention any brands but like I- i've said no to some and just i just didn't think it, it was like the right fit or I-, I couldn't do it justice you know yeah. like um it's just not me yeah um, it's like sleazy so yeah. car salesman vibes to like sell something you don't believe in right? yeah like I- I- i'm not that guy you know like yeah. i just don't want to make a quick buck even though like during the pandemic i probably should have could have used a couple quick bucks you know i could have used some some of those bucks right um but but i was able to stay afloat thank god and um you know like this year has been pretty successful as well so um you know knock on wood hopefully it keeps going that way absolutely yeah you kind of mentioned it earlier um but you were at take five you were repping a lot of brands that like stores really wanted I feel yeah. like a lot of the brands you're you're doing now, I'm familiar with, I think all the ones you mentioned, but I feel like a lot of people might not be. Do you find it's like more difficult to get those kind of names inside of doors? Because as we mentioned earlier, a lot of the public or the general consumer is waiting for someone to tell them what's cool. And it may not, it's usually, I mean, if you look on social media, it's a Cactus Jack t-shirt or a Jordan t-shirt or whatever like it's these big multi-billion dollar brands that are what everyone is after um do you find that it's more difficult like are there different stores you're trying to target because of that like just the difference between trying to sell a brand that is everyone wants to like literally trying to sell a brand that maybe they've never even heard of yeah i mean like it's super challenging um you know but like i feel if it's the right brand it just has like the right aesthetic and it's like the best of like I would say like the like Toyo is like the best toolbox, you know, it's yeah. like design driven. Some people n- never heard of it, but like once they see it, they're like, oh, okay, like this is cool. This can work. Right. So, yeah. Um, and then like just having, I'll, I'll use that brand as an example. Uh, and then like you see marketing, like they Supreme used them for one of the collapse. Right. Yes. So they made like a Supreme Toyo box. Um, so you see like this marketing uh, outside marketing, I should say. And then like, you know, you, you mentioned it to a store, they're like, oh yeah, I've seen that. And you know, like it all ties in together. So like, yeah. I try to kind of like use like collabs to like my advantage um, in terms of putting it to people's faces. So like I send them a link, I'm like, hey, they did this with this. I thought it might work well in your shop, even though it's not the collab, it's yeah. just like the regular product, but um, I kind of use that as a, as a sales tool. Oh, uh, so to speak, but yeah, it's definitely challenging, you know, like, especially if the brand just started, it's like, no one's heard of it. Right. So yeah. I feel like you gotta like, you know, give someone a sample or, you know, put it in their face and, you know, marketing is key. I would say. Do you prefer that? Like maybe not prefer, but do you like that? Like having the the challenge and like being able to introduce and sell something to someone rather than just like, again, when you're it's 2007 and you're trying to sell the hundreds or maybe a little bit later, whatever, 2011. And you're trying to sell the hundreds, like it's popping off. Like you probably yeah. just show them all the different bob t-shirts and they're like, yep, give me all those t-shirts. I want yeah, all exactly. and now it's like, you have to literally go through every single piece and explain the, like whatever the brand ethos and all that kind of stuff. Like just really sell it. Do you prefer like the, the current approach than to just like, yeah, give me one of everything. Um, if I could have the best of both worlds, it would. Mm, so like, true. Hey, like for some people, it's just like, yep, they already know what they can order. Da, 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 da. But I also like to explain it. I also like to be hands-on and, you know, and 100%. I feel some of the brands I do do that, like a Jason Mark or like a, yeah. but even like a Baxter or Toyo, like they do that for me. Um, whereas like you could do like a, you know, a Jason Mark event, like Alvin, you came out to one the other day. Um, so like you could do things like that, like, 
it, it makes it a little bit less boring, right? Yep, hundred yeah. percent. Um, on the topic of Jason Mark, we'll close it with this because obviously, probably one of the bigger brands that I would say on your roster. Yeah, very it's big. my biggest brand right yeah. now. It's gonna say so that in G Shock. Yeah, the very massive names, and you've been with Jason Mark for over a decade now, if I'm remembering yeah. your timeline right. How have you seen them grow? Because 2011, I don't even know if I was using Jason Mark. I was probably using like Foot Locker brand, whatever, like <laughs> no, no name sure. brand bottles. And now they are, Jason Mark is just the cleaner. Like everyone is trying to be Jason Mark, whether you're a crep protector, yeah. you think you're like, you're not like everyone's trying to Agreed. be Jason Mark. Yeah. How have you kind of seen them grow? And like, what's that kind of been like for you? Um, I mean, it's been great, great team. Um, for the most part, it's been the same guys. Uh, That's cool. So like having a good team behind you uh the story hasn't changed uh tried and tested and true the product you know like they introduced a few new SKUs here and there um but for the most part it's been the exact same uh the formula has changed over the years so it's you know now it's biodegradable and there's like you know a lot of sustainable uh uh i would say like features or like uh what can i say what's a what's a word um a lot of sustainable sustainability like sustainability involved yeah. yeah um but yeah i mean hire me <laughs> <laughs> you got it um <laughs> that was a test yes <laughs> but yeah i mean like they basically stayed true to who they are and um i mean that's a testament uh, for like their like work ethic and all that that's like um, the, yeah. the dream for everybody man like they have 10 solid skews that like yes will be they're good. For, they're evergreen. They'll be good forever. It doesn't matter the season. Doesn't matter what, where you're selling. It's just, yeah. Man, what a literal dream for everything. Yeah. For and they don't yeah. rush into like you know like they, I'm sure they can make like all sorts of new skews, but they take their time and yeah. You know they just came out with a new one, hat care one. The hat care, yes, um, that's so, right. Which is yeah. super smart. Um, yeah. And it's like literally a new formula, right? So oh, is like, it? I was gonna ask. I was wondering if it was yeah. the same formula or just a no, different it's not brush or. No different formula, so like mm. that took time, and like you know, um, that's biodegradable as well. But it's it's just softer, it's safer, uh, better for your skin. You know, like you're wearing oh, yeah, your hat. Yep, touches your the face. inside of your hat's touching your face and all that. So, um, yeah, super cool. So I'm excited to like roll that out to new stores. So like, there's excitement there, you know. Absolutely, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not one of those brands that go off like the gimmicky stuff, like the. Not again, not gonna name names like the oh, we have these soul protectors and all these like different, like they're not again, mm-hmm. they're like the they're the Nike of sneaker accessories or cleaners or whatever, right? They're like everything's yeah. very calculated, everything is very refined. It's yeah. Yeah, I've, I always use that analogy as well. Like, yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> so you're saying I'm higher. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at us, huh? Two peas in a pod. There you go. <laughs> You fit in an eight point five, right, Lawrence? Oh, I do fit in eight point five. I've bought Los's shoes before, so <laughs> yes, <laughs> many times actually, more than I'd care to admit. Um, all right, well, Los, this has been really fun. Actually, this has been awesome. Uh, really cool to hear about all your stuff. We really appreciate you coming out. Um, I've been sitting in eighty-eight degrees, so I need to go take a shower. Um, but, uh, <laughs> this has been awesome. So we appreciate you coming, man. Okay, thanks for having me, guys. Of course, bro. Wherever you guys are taking in this episode. Please leave a comment, review, follow, and or subscribe. Make sure to check out CanadaGotSold.ca to shop the latest CGS merch. 
Keep the YouTube for our latest videos and check out CGS Talk on Facebook to chop it up with us. Do not forget to use hashtag Canada Got Soul on Instagram for a feature. I've been Lawrence Hopkins, and you can find me at L Doggy Styles on Instagram. Woof. You can follow Kuya Joel at Joe Dooney. That's J O underscore D three O's N E Y. Uh, I've been Alvin Quincy, and you can find me at M I S T E R Q and then Mart. Los, where can they find you if you want to be found? Uh, on Instagram at Los, L O S underscore or Tiz. Um, if you want to see me eat a lot of food. Yes. Yeah. Bre- breakfast sandwiches. Yes. Thank you for listening to us talk about sneakers for 213 episodes. And please remember to rock your kicks. This has been True to Size. We have been CGS and Los Ortiz, and we are out. Peace. Fire. That was great, man. Thank you so Close. much. You killed it, bro. Okay. Thank you, man. That was awesome. I don't do I mean, podcasts. Like, I didn't know what to say about <laughs> sustainability. I, I the word. Okay, man. I, I, I wouldn't have known. <laughs>